Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Let's uh, welcome him in right now. He is the new president of baseball operations of the Cubs, and what a 24 hours it has been, I can imagine. You think he's tired of these interviews yet? Well, well, hopefully not. I mean, that would be bad for us. Let's welcome in Theo Epstein to the Waddle and Sylvie Show. Hi, Theo. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, I, I do guess that growing up in Boston, you remember this slow, wide receiver oh, who played stop. just down the street at Boston College, Tom Waddle, don't you? I remember him well. Pretty, pretty darn good at BC. And then uh, I remember in the NFL, it was like seven yards over the middle possession guy, right? Yeah, and then I got my, my helmet knocked off and retired early because yeah, my well, brain scrambled. I heard you're doing pretty good with this gig, too. So so far, so good. Uh, how do you describe your last 24 hours? Uh, pretty busy. You know, a little chaotic. I'm, I'm glad to get the press conference out of the way because, you know, they're all well and good, but it has nothing to do with really winning a baseball game. So now we can move on to, to the hard work, and trust me, there's, there's plenty of work ahead. But I was kind of getting flashbacks to nine years ago, you know, when I was named GM in Boston. It's a pretty similar experience. You get the press conference, you get all the follow-up interviews, it lasts for about 24 hours, and then you sit down and start cranking with the work. Was that, uh, did, did we all sound different, or, or is that just because of the way... The tape and the digital stuff was transferred. I think it's a little bit of both. I think you guys probably sounded younger, and I think there's also something a little bit lost in, in the, the digital form. So, so that's before I even started covering baseball. That's how long ago it was. What was that? The 2012, right? Yes. Yeah, 2012. When they hired and him. I, so I started in 13 covering him. Wow. So, so then what is 11, 12 years ago? Yeah. Um... And we were on in the morning, yeah. We were on in the morning then. 12 years ago. Pretty crazy. And now Uh, he's back in Boston. And you're probably thinking at 5 o'clock, why are we playing that? It's Theo today um, purchased the stake of the Fenway Group, which is the managing partner of the Boston Red Sox and some of the other holdings that John Henry owns, right? What's the soccer team that they have? Liverpool. Hey there. Don't forget them. So Liverpool, who else? Well, who else do they have? They Pittsburgh have the- Penguins in hockey. And he's going to be uh, like the guy who runs all those teams or the guy who oversees all those teams? The face of it? Is he the decision maker? It's kind of hard to, um, you know, we don't know exactly what it is. But uh, in terms of the Red Sox, the guy in charge of the Red Sox now is Craig Breslow, who was here. But Theo hired him here. So they know each other well. Mm. So... You know he's going to have his fingerprints on that for sure. I mean, that's jealous. his expertise. I'm jealous so. all over again. I know. Uh, I had know. the run. Had the run. Now uh, now Jed's going to have to get it done. We, oh, do we have any time in the show? Sure. For, we could do that? a little something later. Yeah. Jeff Garland's going to join us here in the next half hour. Um, we, I was just uh, texting with... Uh, uh, a Bears reporter, where he was, he goes, uh, "What, what was, what did Colin Coward say?" Mm-hmm. And then I summed it up, and I said that we were yelling at each other. And then the guy said to me, "He goes, on or off the air?" And I said, "Oh, on the air, on pretty the air. much. Yeah, 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 not off the air, but um, <laughs> on the air, we were yelling ab- about stuff." And the story of the day would pretty much was what Colin said on his show yesterday, and whether or not he walked it back today, and then him joining us. Today and we, we we Jesse and I have kind of seen it differently, like the entire thing. Uh, on a lot of it, not all of it. Yeah, yeah, like what 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 he actually said yesterday. And did he walk it back? And in in fact, did he walk it back? And Tyler was even saying, like what I heard, what he said um, was was I thought he was reporting something, and Tyler was even saying it was more. Still, the way he was phrasing was he was still being speculative. Yeah, I, I think we all heard it you, a little different. Is, yeah, so you know? should we should we start from there? Um, and then I'll get into the article um, from Cranes, which is very interesting on where this stadium thing is going to go. So this started uh, yesterday um, on his show on FS1. There, there's some concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking. So that's just part of the new world we live in. But I, I still contend, you're going to think I'm nuts here. I do think it's possible 
that Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. He's from the D.C. area. I think Dan Quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams, and you have to admit this. Where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. So, like, was he speculating that he wouldn't want to go to Chicago, or was he saying that he doesn't want it, to go to Chicago? It certainly didn't sound speculative. It really it, did. That's what I didn't. Th- that's know. what I, I. That's what I thought. I thought he was saying that he would want to. They would trade because he doesn't want to go to Chicago, and I. And I. The reason why I even feel comfortable saying that was why else would his camp, Caleb Williams' camp, reach out to Colin Coward today? For clarification, if they didn't feel like that's the way it's being perceived, and then Colin Coward on his show, then like in a lot of people's estimation, walked it back, or I don't know if you really feel like you walked it back, but this is what he had to say. This is not the perfect destination. Washington at number two, in my opinion, he's from there, is a much better landing spot. But I got a call yesterday from the Caleb Williams camp. By the way, he's got a very small camp. He doesn't have an entourage. He's got like an assistant for the NIL stuff, a marketing person. He he doesn't have a big camp. He has a dad, big personality, smart guy, strong opinions, does his homework. Caleb and his dad don't always agree, but he's got a very big personality as a father. So I got a call from the Caleb Williams camp, and they went, whoa, 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 Colin. We don't want to be we don't want to be painted as anti Chicago and we don't want to be painted as anti bear. And they and they made it clear to me that they said, listen, we don't want to go to a city that doesn't care. Chicago cares. They're big, loud, they're passionate. They fire coaches all the time. They care. We don't want to go to some sunbelt place where you tarp off the upper deck. And they did say there is a path to succeed in Chicago. It's called the Houston Texans. Defensive coach, couple of weapons, cap space, good pick. Uh, you know, they, they mentioned they got a second pick. There's a bunch of good receivers out there. LSU, Washington, they could go get another weapon. And they already have one bona fide number one pick. But it does show you the reality of Caleb Williams. So that's what he said in this show. Then he joined us today. And I said, look, what, what, what are you saying? Yeah. What, what 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 are you saying? Does it is Ken, a little confusing. Like what, what, <laughs> Colin Coward, what are you saying on your show here? Are you saying that he doesn't want to play here? Are you saying that he he may not want to play here? Are you saying that he does want to play here? What are you saying, Colin? So, so let me let me break it down a little wait, bit. Wait, I've got the I've got the clip. yeah. Okay, let, let's play it and then I'll okay. break it down a little bit. You know, I mentioned I said, listen, I don't the Chicago thing is dicey, and I don't think everybody in this camp loves it, and I don't think they do. Uh, but then I was driving home from dinner last night about 8, and I got called uh, by somebody in Caleb's camp. And, uh, you know, I, he doesn't have a big camp. He's not an entourage guy. Yeah, he's got, like, a marketing stuff. girl and uh, a scheduler. But he's not he, – his camp is small. Uh, it's a tent. It's not much of a camp. So somebody called and said, hey, we, we just don't want to be viewed as anti-Chicago. And they said, we do think there's a way to win quickly there, and it's the Houston way. Defensive coach, couple of weapons, cap space, um, you know, and he said he, he thinks the defense is actually going to be really, really good. So he follows it. Um, but, I, but I think, you know, the things I had heard early is his dad's a big personality, strong personality, big opinions, good guy, don't know him well, know Caleb better. And Caleb doesn't always agree with him, but he's a dad. And Eli Manning's dad and John Elway's dad. They're concerned. Um, and, but, but Caleb's like, hey, man, Chicago is a big city. I, I love their passion. I don't want to go somewhere that doesn't care where they're tarping off the upper deck. Like, I want to go somewhere where there's massive pressure and I've got to be great. And that's how he thinks. And that's how his people in his camp think. So I think his camp was like, hey, Colin, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't want to be anti-guy. He didn't. There was nothing new in that part. Okay. Was there? So, okay. so here's you want the second bite. No, no. Here's the bottom line. Here, <laughs> you, here, you can you can this tell. Is what I mean, he was just spinning. You could tell where where this is all happening. Maybe there's something there with the dad, right? The dad. Maybe there's some chatter and talk. You know how? Dad, how do we know? He, we talked a lot about dads with him late in the conversation. No, we because it makes sense to me. The dad is probably chirping a little bit behind the scenes to whoever, and it gets back to Colin. He want oh, screw Chicago, Washington's better because dads talk like that. But Caleb and his people are more buttoned up about it, more refined about it, and so they quickly reach out and say, "No, no, no, whatever you've heard, 
he's not really anti-Chicago. Maybe they even said dad's spouting off. There's a reason he brought up dad several different times. And, you know, and I mentioned something about dad, too. Like, the dad is there. there that's a, that's, he's not behind the scenes. I think that's been clear through various reporting. So that's what I heard. Dad is the one chirping. Maybe Chicago isn't the best. And now Caleb and his people come back and say, oh, oh, oh. no, no, this is what it is. What do you think? Again, it's speculative. I, I don't want to report anything or, or say anything if we don't know. We're speculating. We don't know the dad. We, have you read anything from the dad? No, I'm speculating based yeah, on what he what said. I mean? <laughs> so, like, well, we're, we're, we're putting stuff out there that we have no clue. Okay, let me, let's backtrack. And, and he didn't clarify anything. Do you, think, do you think he was giving all opinion both days? Or, was, or do you think he was told something? Is it telephone telling, like, the telephone game? Well, you know, like, again, yeah, yes. this is... This is how this is how rumors get started. I just started. want to go break you it down. You know what I mean? This yes. is this is Tell, how rumors get started. It was probably someone told someone that told someone. He didn't just make it up out of the blue. Almost like Orlovsky, but maybe worse. Who knows? So that's the point. You know, someone told someone, someone told one. He comes public with it, whether it's true or not, we don't know. I, I, but then the, the, his camp wants to make sure the public knows he's not anti. I, I want to. I can't wait to talk to Wilbon on Tuesday because Wilbon knows the dad. They, they Matthew goes to. The same high school that Caleb went to. Okay. And they live in D.C., obviously. And they know each other fairly well. And Wilbon has been saying that he believes that family has been getting a raw deal as well. Again, well, like... Then, then Colin gave him a wrong de- raw, like, like, raw deal. Well, what Wilbon has told us before on the air and off is that he believes he's doing what most fathers would want. And he's trying to, like be on the lookout for his son but i don't think they've gone out at all and have have made any stipulations on anything at this point but what point. does that mean be on the lookout for you? what does that translate to i don't know nobody knows no because but this is what i'm saying i think this is where colin's probably getting the chatter from his if, now be his, on the lookout for your son must mean something must translate to something does it well, it, why would even Wilbon say that? What does that mean? Be on the lookout. What, that he's do, act, he's being actions, a protective father. How? What what actions I, or things that he's saying? Are you being protective because you want him to go to your hometown because that's where you're most he'll, he'll be most comfortable? See if see if Wilbon's available now. Tyler, <laughs> text him to see maybe he would come on this is awesome. instead of waiting till Tuesday. I'll be in spring training in a week. I'll see you later. The one thing, Jess. Now, now yes. his his dad, Carl Williams, has been quoted in a GQ article. This was back at the end of September. Before, obviously, Caleb's season didn't go as well as maybe some people had hoped it would because he was coming off the Heisman Trophy season. And there was, there was, they were asking him, you know, so Caleb's going to be the number one pick, you know, and that's when he mentioned, hey, if they, if they end up going to a, it's a number one pick with a city that they don't like, he has two shots at the apple. That was the quote that Carl Williams gave. And then he said, you know, because he could go back to college if he would like. That was back at the end of September. So that's, you know, that's something that's actually on the record in a G- GQ article. Oh, wow. Wilbon's on the line. Oh, great. Michael, thank you for picking up the phone. What's up? Here's what we want to know. So I, I don't know how well you know this story with what's going on with Colin Coward. And uh, he was on the show today and what he's been saying about Caleb Williams. Are you, are you okay. aware with this? Did Tyler Not fill you in? All. all right. So there, Not at all. there's been a lot of speculation about what Caleb Williams may or may not again, and I've texted you too about this in the past with some of the rumors about what Caleb Williams may want or not want from Chicago and how heavy handed his dad may be. And you know um, the family a little bit. And I've, I've, I've said until we've heard anything, there's nothing to see here. Like, there's been a lot of speculation, and I feel like it's what been... Is it, what, is, what is the new... Read the Washington Post piece. No, I don't, don't tell me about Colin Coward. Read the Washington Man. Post piece, piece from a couple weeks ago. Don't tell me about GQ. Read the Washington Post piece from a couple of weeks ago. All your questions should be answered, because that's it. So I don't even ask that. these... I don't even, I don't even ask... I don't ask questions based on any of the sourcing you've given me so far. I, I'm... What was the Me gist of it? What was the gist of the article? I mean, the, the, it, it's a—it's it's not an article updating. It's a piece. It's a 
large piece that people used to do in America when people were literate um, about Caleb and, you know, his, his career. Look at that piece. Your answers will be in there. And nobody, nobody in Washington where he actually is from and lived and gone to high school and his parents work and live, none of these things resonate. I'm not saying that, you know, there aren't going to be issues that may come up, but what you're asking, what, what, I've dismissed what you've asked me before because they don't even come up. They don't even resonate. You think Caleb Williams' dad doesn't know where I'm from? You think, like, there's a conversation between two adults when one of them is from Chicago? You think he wouldn't say, yo, man, I don't know about your hometown. I mean, don't you think that would happen? So, so are they anti-Chicago? They're not no. anti-Chicago, no, are not. they? I don't, again, I don't even, these things, You is he anti-the moon? Is he anti-American cheese? I, I, you're, you're, are they anti-bears, Michael? I don't, are they do, I don't do nonsense. Like, like, like again, um, because like I've defended them. I that's what I've said. I, I said I don't like, even defend. I don't defend them. I don't. It's not everything's not relevant. LeBron James getting traded. It, it, not everything is relevant just because people talk about it. I don't have any, and I'm not on the Caleb Williams beat. I'm not calling his dad for news stories every day, okay? Or the USC people. I am completely unfamiliar in my relationship with this story with that question or issue if there is an issue unfamiliar don't ask about it not relevant not yet not to me and again i'm not on that beat so if colin coward's on that beat he can declare that you know he can declare that and say he's on that beat i i don't know anything about that see what jesse and i were arguing about today is that Colin said one thing, in my opinion, yesterday, that Caleb Williams may and and his people, his camp, may may not want to go to Chicago may, yesterday. Yes, may, prefer may. Washington. What is that? What yeah. is you may. want to hear it? I'll play it for you here. There, there's some concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking. So that's just part of the new world we live in. But I, I still contend, you're going to think I'm nuts here. I do think it's possible that Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up. Because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. He's from the D.C. area. I think Dan Quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams. And you have to admit this. Where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. Then today he said that someone in the in the Caleb Williams camp called him and said, whoa, 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 we don't want to be perceived as anti-Chicago. We had Colin on the show. I, I didn't hear anything. I think it may. Right. I, like, right, I'm, right. I don't spend my days reacting to that. Right. Just sorry. I, I don't want to disappoint you guys. I, you know me well enough. Yeah. When there's it, stuff to react to, I react. I, do I have any problem reacting? No. Nobody's no. ever accused me of being short on reaction. But it's going to be to something that matters. I don't know what that is. I don't even know what that was. Somebody <laughs> in the camp. Camp? Really? I, you know, see, I actually live there. And first of all, there, let me say this. If we want to go May, if I'm just going to sit here and speculate now. And let me, but I'm going to declare that's what I'm about to do. Do you want your kid at home? In his hometown? Really? Do you want all that pressure of being the hometown hero in a place where they haven't been any good for 25 years? The Bears have been to a Super Bowl and another NFC title game since the Washington football franchise has. What have they developed in the last 25 years? They haven't developed a quarterback since Mark Rippon. So what is, what, what is that? I mean, like, people don't question their own stuff that, they, that comes out of their mouths. So I don't know. I don't know whether or not, you know, I think about my, and by the way, this whole fathers are, invo- fathers are involved in everything. That's just dumb. <laughs> and don't get me started on what I might think that's code for. And I don't know Colin to be that kind of guy, but don't get me started on what I think that might be code for. Fathers, when they exist and are around, are involved in everything. Okay? And I certainly hope that Caleb Williams' dad is. Hope and pray that he's involved in every step of it. 
I don't see anybody questioning the Manning's father if he's involved. Yeah. But so he used. Don't get me. He that. he used the comp that he used was Eli's dad and and the Elway family for pushing them to another team, and that that could happen in this case. I, it could always happen if if, if, if you start April. Although those things happen before rookie wage negotiations were in place. That's a different era. That's a different salary and compensation era. Jesse, is it not? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you don't have that leverage that John Elway had with baseball and that the Mannings had because they're the Mannings. That doesn't exist. So, again, have I heard anything to that effect? I have not. Do it, do, does it resonate with me that this is – he said it's possible. Hell, it's possible a whole lot of things. Possible – I hope it's possible I may hit the Powerball. Right. Possible. And right. I, I don't – that's not – you know, I worked for an organization that, you know, for 30 years, the Washington Post, that didn't deal in that. We dealt with sourcing. That's what I was. That, that's what I was mad about. Yeah, what I'm glad you brought up, and Sylvie and I did agree on this, is this idea that Washington is some great landing spot. I knew it's a new. Yes, a, it's yes, a new era yes, there, but God, we push back it's on a that. New era. We don't know anything about it yet. Yeah. And by the way, I know all the owners in that situation, and root for them personally in their private endeavors, whether it's you know Mark Ein or Magic Johnson or the, the owners, all the owners in that group. I know them and socialize with them in Washington. So I got, if he winds up in Washington, I'll, it'll, be, it'll be sort of cool to, you know, like be able to watch him in person there. And, of course, I should mention Josh because he's the primary owner mm-hmm. since they've taken over and bought it from Dan Snyder. These, these, are, these are people that are not foreign to me. But the notion that the franchise is somehow that's your get well. You better wake up, dude. The hell you've been paying attention to, and so anyway, I don't. That has not been, like, you know. Again, my son goes to the high school Caleb went to. Everybody there is a Caleb Williams fan. Everybody there talks about this stuff all the time and where he might get drafted, who he might go to. People are very excited. The conversation of him taking himself out of consideration for a place—that is something I have never heard um, in that metropolitan area. I only have lived there for 43 years. I, you know, I haven't heard it. So, I mean, this, uh, Kevin has his own show. He can do whatever he wants. He can bring up whatever he wants. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm going to spend my day reacting to it. All right. Good stuff, Michael. Thank we you, thought Michael. we'd give you a call. You're the best. All right, you guys, be good. So, yeah, there's Wilbon going into his weekend. <laughs> That's good stuff. So, yeah, he doesn't <laughs> suffer that type of stuff. No, he just had no time for it at all. Um, I think, why have we wasted all of our show on but, this when clearly Caleb Williams on Instagram posted a photo of yeah, him yeah, as a child go. in a teddy bear T-shirt? I will say, why don't we go back to the original report yesterday? Uh, maybe it was more speculative than we thought. I don't know. Instead of, you know, definitive. That, right, that's that's what I got yeah. mad about. But I yeah. did, I did think Meller. I thought that was a that was a good move by him, and that was a total twenty twenty four social media move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that meant something. It did. I, I thought that was putting out the bat signal. Hey, everybody, uh, you think I'm I'm anti bears? Uh, here I am as a child. I am uh, wearing a teddy bear on my shirt. You don't think? I am uh, uh, pro bears. Clearly, I'm pro bears. That came up two hours or so after Colin's show or whatever. I think that y- yes. was the timing I, was. I, I texted the boys. Yeah, I you go, did. No, I, still I, did. I go, look, guys, look. He's changed his social media profile picture on Instagram. Which it, we know is the most definitive thing you can do these days. So you're do, right. Do you silly. guys not believe him? I, I think you're right. Do you guys? I, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. That oh, what? That, no, the, that, so, that, that he changed it for that reason. Oh, he's no, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm just making sure. He I did thought it you to guys troll. Were, but but, but th- this is the other thing. He did thing. it to troll Colin, basically. Wait, he did it to troll who, Tyler? Maybe Bears fans? We don't know who he's. But no, he did it to no. troll. To troll Colin. thousand did it to troll. Ju- I think he's doing it to just play around with everybody. Yes, that's it. Above yeah, all. He, no he, one knows what it was for. It, it, he just did it because he knew it would cause a stir. It's, yeah, what, it, like, 
People examine his likes religiously every <laughs> single day. They bleed through. Yeah, oh, I'm sitting next to one. This tweet about some about not wanting to go to the Bears. Oh, he liked this tweet that it's Virginia McCaskey's birthday. Like, <laughs> oh, did he? Did he, he wish Virgi- did he wish Virginia a happy <laughs> he birthday? Liked, he liked the Bears tweet wishing Virginia a happy birthday. Oh, that is man. more He's telling than anything. It's over. He's here. He's done. He liked, a, he liked an apartment in Chicago on Instagram. Like, uh, oh, he he liked that, like, wait. Well, let's play the other game. Has he liked anything in Washington? For God's sakes, he lived there. Of course, there. he does. Well, I'm just, I'm saying, has he hit the like button on it? Did he, any did of the commanders? Did he related? retweet the Bears uh, video of Justin Fields highlights? <laughs> did he? Have we have we checked? How do you not like the Justin Fields highlight reel? It's a good point. If you're a football fan. You love the Justin Fields highlight reel. I mean, you guys are going to the uh, Combine, right? Yeah, I believe we are. I don't know if you're going to get Caleb Williams on the air, but you got to get the dad on the air. You got to get the dad. Did, will the dad want to even... I think the dad's going to be so sick of the media before <laughs> he's even started he gets, with the media. He gets a win to this show. Because, because <laughs> wait, wait, no, this is the show that he should trust. I know. But, but he, like, there's... There, People are doing all this talking about him and for him when he hasn't said a damn thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Like, well, our ball at least would go on a megaphone and would tell everyone right, what he's right. thinking. We don't know. Would you even know what he looks like? No, I wouldn't. But, like, but there is a scenario where there's talk behind the scenes that gets out and you, you don't want to address it because you put yourself in the Eli Manning, Jack, uh, John Elway hole where you, start, you look, might look bad. Because you, you want know, to go you, somewhere you else. You know about talking uh, to players' dads. Yes, I do. So do you. <laughs> Hunter in Texas. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Hunter? Hey, Sylvie. How's it going, man? We're good. Listen, yeah, just chiming in about Colin Cowherd, dude. I, I'm in the same boat as you. I Personally, I think Colin should feel ashamed for what he's done to Caleb because it's the same thing Dan did about, about Justin a few years back. Um, it's diarrhea of the mouth, his inability to censor oneself, especially when it impacts the future draft stock of another player. Um, I know you are kind of choking about the Instagram likes and all of that, but there's really, there's genuinely nothing of substance that you can point to that would indicate that Caleb doesn't want to come to Chicago. Nothing. Um, yeah, nothing. And like, to be honest, like if he, if he actually did feel the way that Colin straight up reported that he did 24 hours ago, that, you know, he didn't want to come to Chicago. If he felt that way, he's like a super villain out here liking, uh, you know, apart- downtown apartment, <laughs> South Loop apartment homes for Chicago and Virginia's birthday posts. And it'd be a crazy thing to believe. And I, I just hate it because it- it's already such a divisive topic for Bears fans. It's already so hard to get people in this fan base in this city excited about the fact that we have an opportunity to draft the guy who a lot of people think is the best quarterback to come out in a long time. And there's all these, you know, just insane narratives. Oh, he paints his nails. Oh, he cried on his mom's shoulder. Oh, he doesn't want to come here. He wants equity in the team. I mean, it's, yes. it's all just a bunch of smoke and stuff like that from Colin. You know, congratulations, dude. It got you some clicks. It got you on some radio shows. It got you a bunch of views. At the end of the day, it's a disservice to the guy in Caleb Williams. And he could very well be the next quarterback for this team. And I, I, I sure hope he is. And it's going to put him behind the eight ball at the start. So, um, it just makes me sad. I think it's ridiculous. And, and kudos to you for calling him out today and get him on the air and, and feeling the way you do about it because I, I think it's shameful. Yeah, I, I don't think it has to put him behind the eight ball. It could be just the, sto- the, the a February 2nd story. And by the time we get to April, it's, it's forgotten about and he's drafted. Uh, that is very possible. It, I, I just don't I, think it helps. I also you know think I mean? that uh, what I said is true. I, I mean, I'm just speculating myself that he kept bringing Colin kept bringing up the dad. Okay, and 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 big personality and dads talk and uh, players and their agents are more tight and tight lipped. And it's probably coming from the dad. Hey, Washington would be better. Right. That makes sense. Washington would be better. Hometown. We got I know the owner, whatever. And then it gets back to it gets back to Colin and he goes with that. And the next day, his camp calls and says, wait a minute. I don't know what you're hearing, but this guy's not anti Chicago. And that's it. That's what I think happened. Or, and it has happened yeah. on various things. I, I think, think he's got to do a better job representing. And if it's not the dad, someone else then. Someone, I, but I don't because I don't think Colin's making up out of the blue. More of your phone calls coming up. 312-332-3776. This guy's been a uh, big friend of the show for a long, long time. And I think, Jesse, you're part of the reason why. Uh, yes. You have stalked him for us. I have. Before. I have. He's 
hugged me on national TV before live. Oh, really? Yeah, over at Wrigley Field. He came up behind me once. But uh, we've had many uh, conversations about our favorite team, the Cubs. Your, very, your favorite team. Very affable um, guy. Affable guy. But, uh, you know. I'm not sure the Cubs are going to have the kind of season he wants, but we'll see. He's a, uh, a Morton Grove uh, native, of course, big star, and um, one of the stars on my f- favorite television shows of all time. As they begin their final season, it airs on HBO Sunday night. Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, returns, and they are saying that this is the final season. He's been in studio with us many, many times. Jeff Garland joins us right now on the Waddle and Sylvie show. Jesse Rogers in for Waddle as uh, Jeff joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Jeff, how are you feeling? I'm feeling like a Car X Auto <laughs> and Tire. I'm on their hotline, and you know, while you're on hold, they offer you all sorts of autos and tires <laughs> while you're on the hotline. But a lot of people can't get access to the hotline. I was just waiting on it, and I was shocked. To, but I said, I don't need anything. I'm, uh, I'm all good. I told the good folks. By the way, I'm a Chicago native. I lived in Morton Grove as a kid, but I'm not a Morton Grove native. I wasn't born in a hospital there. All right, I was born Chicago in Michael Reed Hospital in Chicago. No, that's important. Of that's course important. it is. We were born in the same hospital, by the way. Beautiful Michael Reese. Michael Reese by Hospital. By the way, any, any Chicagoan of a certain age was born at Michael Reese Hospital. It's not like there were a lot of different places, you know, then. that It was like, a, yeah, everyone. I, I've met hundreds of people born there. Of course. Um, ask, me where I, ask me where I met them. Where, where have you met them? On the hotline. They all received cards. <laughs> I made sure that they were taken care of. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've gotten to know Jeff's brother, Mike, pretty well lately. He lives in the area. He's a mensch. He's a mensch, Jeff. He says he's the funnier Garland, too, by the way. Then fine, he is. I don't care. <laughs> he doesn't need the crown. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do you feel about this? Um, I know that there was a lot of emotion. I read a, a, a story or saw a video where you were the only one who really cried when when uh, it wrapped up uh, filming. Oh, geez. They put that in, out there? Yes. Yeah, I, I cried pretty hard. And, and the, by the way, leading up to it, I was the one who was the least emotional. And then uh, um, they announced that, you know, that's a, that's a wrap. And when you say that's a wrap and it means a wrap forever, that's pretty emotional. I've spent most of my adult life working on that show. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been I've been working on that show for, I don't know, let's say 25 years. That's a lot. Let me ask you this, and it's an obvious question, but I, I still want to hear your answer. Why do you think it's resonated so much with, uh, I would just say with adults? You know what I mean? Like, it's not a kid's no, show. No, no, why, no. why is I, it resonated? I mean, I mean, a lot of, I mean, a lot of teenagers okay. who watch it. Okay. Teens, it's big, it's big in the teen community. Okay. Um, uh, no, I, the re- reason it's resonated is because it's, first off, it's created... Uh, how do I say this? Um, every episode's written by a genius. Yeah, I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Every episode's written by a genius. Comedic genius, that is. Although he is one of the smartest people I've ever met. Uh, that's number one. Number two, it's real. It's unfiltered. It doesn't care about political correctness or the Me Too movement. I sound like a Republican right now, <laughs> but what I mean to say is I, I'm against all those move- movements, too. You know, uh, I just really it's you know, it's exhausting all the stuff that hits us. So for someone to sit down and know that Larry's going to go on a journey and say the things that we all want to say, that's really quite fun. Jeff Garland joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. And I know that Larry has been asked this, too. Mm-hmm. Is this really it or yeah. can there be a chance that after another great season that you guys decide, okay, we'll take another year off and we're going to come okay. back with another what does it year. say on all the advertisements? The, the, Final the series finale. All right, there. We're, let's move on. Let's move on. Haven't we it's heard that, final... though, before? We've heard that before, haven't we? No, that's never been the case ever 
in the history of the show. And I've never heard. I would of me- tell you guys. I would tell you guys. I don't know if we're coming back. And sometimes I put it at odds, and I, at, at with odds. But you know, he would write the episodes, and I get the outlines as he writes them. And I know they don't mean anything until he's gotten past five or six of them, and then I know we're doing another season. There is no. Uh, this is the last season. He doesn't say those words. So for them to put that up, by the way, you think HBO would put those words on a poster or a billboard that it's not financially uh, viable for them to continue? Uh, By the way, the head of HBO, his favorite show is Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, the head of Warner Brothers Discovery, and maybe the executives at HBO. I don't know, but here's what I know. It's the final season. <laughs> and I also want to add this, because I seem cold-hearted. I, I want to apologize for anyone who's a fan of the show, of which I could never be because I work on it. And when I see a scene, I might be thinking about what happened off-camera during that scene or what specific takes that we didn't use. I'm taken out of it at every turn. So, um, yeah, I... I I can't enjoy the show the way people enjoy it. And the the way people express that they enjoy it to me, I'm terribly sorry. However, Susie Esman and I are doing a new podcast, which dropped yesterday, which is the history of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And we do every episode. So is that bringing you back to the you're rewatching each one right before you do the pod? Unfortunately, (laughs) and I say that because that's the imagine. Okay. It's it's different than this, but imagine your boss tells you to go over all your work for the past twenty years. Yeah, I get you it. You know that's yeah. just like yeah. right. and like I told you. I don't. If I disappeared into like if if I could eliminate my memory uh, about Curb every time I watch one, I'd probably really like it. I dig it. Right. But for me, it's 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 just worked. But the recording of the shows have been wonderful with Susie and I she's and it's very much just like the show is real the podcast is real because you really see into the minutiae of Susie and my relationship and I'm talking Jeff Garland and Susie Essman <laughs> our, our our relationship she's one of my best friends and I think I'm one of hers and so it's very real like she snaps at me on the show sometimes. Sometimes I'm hurt by it. You know, it's really it's real, and I dig it, and I hope people dig it too. So we got the new season of Curb. You got the podcast, and I'm thrilled to be part of all of it. I wonder. And by the way, yeah. people ask me if I'm sad. Yes, I cried, but if I'm sad that the show is ending, I'm actually not. I'm I'm really actually I'm great with it. Um, you know, the show ran its time, you know, its course. And I also look at it as I'm grateful for the time I had working on it. I'm not lamenting, you know, outside of the moment, the last day of filming. I'm not lamenting that it's never going to come back. I know you'll be honest with this question. Is it as irreverent and wacky as ever this season? What can you tell us anything about this? Are we going to be wild? Are we going to be sad? What, what, what is this season just like all the previous 12 or whatever it was? No, it's completely different and now takes place in a hospital <laughs> and we save lives. <laughs> what do you want? Of course it's the same. Why would we do the last season? The tone has changed completely. Know, it's yes. very reminiscent of the movie Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse. What well, was a legit question? I just wanted to make sure it's the curb we know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you, and by the way, may I? Yeah. Curb has never been wacky. That's not an adjective you do use with curb. Okay. Wacky is the hijinks of full house. Wacky <laughs> doesn't go with curb. <laughs> the like storylines are a little wacky. Well, the, the, the yeah. adjective yeah. I would use You're is... You're not giving up on the wacky. <laughs> yeah, give up on the wacky. That. Hilarious. That, I would say hilarious. Yes, of course one, hilarious. That's my one takeaway from this entire conversation, <laughs> is that you wouldn't give up on the wacky. We, and by the way, great name for your autobiography, Never Giving Up on the, the Wacky. wacky. <laughs> one, yeah. Jeff Garland joining us. Uh, don't forget Curb Your Enthusiasm this Sunday. Um do you believe that this last season is going to completely live up to what the previous seasons have been? Again, I have no idea. 
Why are you guys asking me all these questions? Because you're the creator. You're the creator and the star. Okay, there's an old saying that goes like this. Are you ready? Yeah. I shoot the show. I'm on the show. We put it out there, and the rest is out of my control. So I have no idea how people are going to react. But you have told us, you, Jeff, you have sat in this studio, and you've looked at me, and you've said, Sylvie, this season is going to be the best season that you have seen. Now, maybe you were BSing me, but I remember you looking me in the eye, telling me that, and you were exactly right. And I'm like, Garland told me this before the season came out. I told my friends this. They looked at me. They said, Sylvie, you're a genius. I go, I got inside information on this. Uh, and, and now you're backtracking, and you won't tell me if this is going to be like one of these great seasons. I have no, I don't want to say anything about the show. Hold on, my doorbird just went off. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's my, my groceries. Well, oh. it's my groceries. Um, I, by the way, I'm on the IR. I, I saw my, that. I, I did a gig and I fell down the stairs and tore my quadriceps and had surgery. So I'm not really mobile. So I like saying I'm on the IR. And uh, yeah. So, or the DL depends on your mood. Yeah, so, a couple quick sports questions. Yeah, Justin Fields. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Quick sports question. No, I want to be able to take my time. No, well, you can take your time. Your we'll questions. we'll ask okay. them quickly. Okay. Is Bellinger coming back as one? And Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? That's number two. You can answer me either okay. order. Okay, so obviously this is an opinion. My strong opinion is Belly will be back. That's my strong opinion. The longer it goes, the more. Because you have to imagine the Cubs are all in on this guy. And they're just obviously Boris. Is that how you say Boris? Boris, Boris, Boris yeah. Boris, he wants the most money. So he's, he's at a price now where the Cubs are saying, that's ridiculous. And once it gets out of the that ridiculous, that's ridiculous, then uh, the Cubs will pounce. Okay. And uh, I think that's what I see. This is all uh, uh, conjecture. Obviously, I don't have inside scoop. And then in terms of the Bears, uh, I, I am wanting and you can play this for Justin Fields, too. I don't care. He seems like a sweet guy, but you're no longer a bear, son. You are no longer a bear. <laughs> as if I would, as if the Bears would ask me to deliver the news, uh, Justin. You're a Falcon. I hope you enjoy your time. Oh, you're you're you're, you're trading him to Atlanta. By the way, I'm trading him to whoever will take him. Okay. You know, here's the thing. He's shown flashes of brilliance. True. Where you go? How the fuck? Did, oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah. How the. I always said fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah, fa. right, right. You went I halfway. Never finished the word. It's okay. I said fuck. Okay. So, but you go, wow, how did he do that? I get that. But I think that's what he's made of. A lot of poor decisions and a lot of how did he do that. And, and that type of quarterback is not going to lead you to the Super Bowl. That type of quarterback is going to be fun to watch, sometimes for the other team. But, you know, um, and look, I, I understand that Caleb Williams is a mystery, but his potential is through the roof. And I would rather see a starting fresh than going. I, I, I would be really surprised if Justin Fields excels for somebody else. I do think he'll be better for somebody else and he gets a fresh start, but I don't think that he will excel anywhere. But by the way, I'm a viewer. I don't know anything. I don't. I don't know more than Ryan Poles. I don't. You know how we always get angry at this. Ryan Poles knows something we don't know. Uh, you know, and, and he's deeper. He he can go dick deeper than anyone. You know. But Bears fans, man, when I read something on the Athletic, the comments on below go go a lot. Rogers. Yeah. Okay, dig this. You said at the top of the interview, um, I don't think the Cubs are going to do, do as well as he hopes they will. Well, why do you say crap like that? These are the Chicago Cubs, <laughs> our Chicago Cubs. Every, every year, hope springs eternal. Don't pour a can of kerosene on my eggs. You're right. I mean, I'm a, I'm the jaded reporter. You're the diehard. I I, I love that you you Sylvie believes that way too. 
But I have to be a little bit more, uh, you Don't know. Don't lump me in with well, this. Well, you're, you're getting scolded. You, you have, no, I'm saying you have this optimistic view. Oh, yeah, I think they'll it, be good. It, well, good is yeah, one thing. Yeah, but I would, I would like you to have a, a pragmatic view, not an opinion that they're going to stink. No, no, I don't I'd think like they're stink. No, I will be pragmatic, uh, uh, Jeff. Honestly, they absolutely need Bellinger back. They absolutely need him. I'm, I'm a guy that See, gets now a, I'm hoping that Bellinger doesn't come back and they win the World Series so I can mess with you. Which they already can for which the rest you can, of which, your life. Which you do anyway. I, I look. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for it for to make you happy. But they need more. Is no, what I'm saying. you can't. You're, you're. It has nothing to do with me. You're not going to do it to make me happy. You knew you need to do it for your journalistic integrity. Is not spew being ne- negative until you know. Let spring training play out and then have an opinion like that. Okay, come on. All right. Yes. Hey, hey, did you <laughs> hey, did you ever cross paths in Hollywood with uh, the great Carl Weathers who passed away today? Oh, I did not know that. Um, I put, you know, I would put him on a list of people that I think I've met, but I can't be sure. You know, at some event or something, I may have met him. And then I, I don't think I've ever worked with him. By the way, people might think it's strange to, for me to say that. But what, if I go down my IMDb, I have to push myself some, sometimes to remember what I did on a certain show, show or movie. And even when I see myself on TV, I'm like, what's that from? You know, so. <laughs> you don't even true. remember. Yeah, yeah. I... Well, by the way, you have to understand, I don't watch anything I'm in unless I have something to do with the back end of it. Like if I direct a movie or Curb, I'm an executive producer. Like if I do, like the last movie I was in was in Babylon that came out last Christmas. And I've never seen it. What Hmm. what good can come out of me seeing it? A, I know I'm going to hate my performance. And B, the movie might stink. And even if it's great, I hate my performance. So there's no good that can come out of it. So there will not be a watch party for the first or the finale of Curb Your Enthusiasm at your house. Can I really explain something? Really, Can I tell you something? Yeah. I have never had a watch party in my life. I've never even had a Super Bowl watch party. Watch part, The only watch party I want to go to is a bunch of Rolexes laying around that they <laughs> hand me as a gift. And by the way, I asked for that on the hotline, and they wouldn't give me a Rolex. It was either tires or a car. Yeah, uh, that's not bad, it, though. If you're a guy that doesn't watch his performance, that must be especially so in Curb because it's so, so much ad-libbed, and you would probably go back and say, oh, I could have said this, I could have said that. Well, no, no, that I watch the cuts and uh, no, I don't have the I could. There's no regret. Okay, it's all about my and when I'm watching a thing to give notes like an episode and I'm still even giving notes on a few episodes left and they're minor notes, if any. Yeah, Um, but I'm not thinking at all when I watch it. Oh, I could have said this. I could have said that. Actually, you know, thinks that way is Larry. Sometimes we'll film a scene. He'll call me in my car and say, or on my cell. I don't have a special car phone. That's you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyhow, um, he will call me after we're filming, and he'll say, "You know what we could have done in that scene?" And if it really sticks with him, we'll reshoot it. Wow, Jeff, I've got reshoots coming up next week on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday for the finale. They're just little things that we needed to pick up that we didn't have. But still, um, episode 10 pickups for me. But if something sticks with Larry, um, you know, he wanted to reshoot a scene uh, in the in the second episode, which I thought was great and didn't need to be reshot. But sometimes it sticks with him. But I couldn't do it because of my injury. I couldn't move. So he kept the original. What? They kept the original scene. Yes, yes, but which, by the way, I didn't turn my leg so it would stay. But um, yes, the original scene, which I think is great. So, well, how are you? No how are you filming the reshoots with your injury? Um, I just got my immobilizer off after nine weeks, okay, wow. which is like a removable cast, and all the reshoots I'm sitting. Okay, so I'll have my leg extended while I film that, and they'll shoot, you know, around that. When you come to Chicago, we are going to have a watch party for you, and we're going to have Carlex sponsor it, okay? 
Oh, by the way, I've gone to watch parties, but not my own work watch party. Okay. And and by the way, is there anything worse than a Super Bowl watch party? Because at least half the people there aren't, aren't watching. watching the game. That's true. I, I love watching, especially when the Bears played the Colts, which is the last time we were in the Super Bowl. I watched in my den, okay, uh, with my my younger son, who at the time might have been 11, and his best friend. And we watched it together, the three of us. And I had trouble enjoying the game for obvious reasons, but in the big picture, it was great to spend time with him and have it not be a group of people eating onion dip behind me. <laughs> that's awesome. It'll be a wacky watch party oh, we have with you. With It'll be a wacky watch. That's, call, that's a callback. That's I a callback. <laughs> no, that's, a callback is when you go back to something that's funny. <laughs> A callback, <laughs> when you go back to sticking with wacky, that just ain't funny, man. Jeff, you're the best. Congrats on all the success. Can't wait to watch on hey, Sunday. Sylvie, yeah. Sylvie, how you feeling? I feel great, thank you. Three and a half years, well, can you, you know, believe it? You know, the, the joy, both you guys bring me a lot of joy. And, and Sylvie, I really uh, look forward to coming back on the show. Can't and wait I'll to be see in you. Town. Oh, here. I'll be there for the Cubs opener, Beautiful. and then the following weekend, first the Dodgers and my man Otani. Uh, I'm singing on the um, on the Friday night ga- during the Friday night game on Friday. Yeah, during the Friday. Oh, well, we'll make a date out of it. All right. Beautiful. I'll see yeah, you out there. Yeah. yeah, so I'll have plenty of time. Yes, you will, as we always do. Yep. But uh, outside of the dugout, but. Um, yeah, I'll have plenty of time. I'm not doing anything that week, so I'll come on as much as you want. Yeah. And if, if Waddle wants to go on a vacation again, I know he's moving or whatever, but um, I'm happy to guest host. All right. That, that, that is awesome. We'll, we'll take you up on it. Jeff, you're the best. By the way, I know you got to get off. One last thing. Yeah, one more thing. <laughs> okay, I mean this sincerely. The Bears and the Cubs, no matter what anyone says, the arrow is pointing Straight up, or at, wor- at worst, five six up, or however you want to say. It. <laughs> I agree. It is. So let's eliminate the negativity and stop going for perfection. This is not perfection, unless you're the seventy-two Miami Dolphins. This is about go Bears, go Bears, go Cubs, and thank you. Jeff, <laughs> be well. Get ready. Get, get well. Thanks, get healthy. Jeff. All right, fellas. Talk Take to you later. See you there. He's the best. <laughs> Jeff Garland. <laughs> Wacky is not. Oh, my God. That's that good funny. stuff. I don't know. I don't think it's such a bad description. Yeah. It's kind of a wacky show. Maybe for in the comedic circles. Okay, maybe. Uh, uh, we've got Aki's A-list. Don't forget, we're on until 630 now. Then we'll cross talk with Black and Abdallah. It's all coming up next.